You're listening to Pay to Be You, a podcast designed to help visionary entrepreneurs just like you shift your mindset, own your unique gifts, sell in an aligned way, and be paid to be unapologetically you. I'm your host, Vanessa Halleck, and I'm so excited to have you here. Susie, I am so excited about this interview. I'm so excited to be speaking to you. Um, So I know Susie, yeah, I worked with you in 2018. Susie got me into Forbes, Red Online, all sorts of incredible publications. And we've both been on this wild journey. I suppose we can call it wild. (laughs) It was quite, and we'll go into more of that. It is, yeah, a lot of growth, a lot of shifts that have happened since we started working together in 2018. And Susie is now in the Wild, Bold and Free membership with me. And it's just been amazing how similar stories have been and and what we've been going through and just that growth that's happened and and so much of the ego kind of dropping away and the soul really coming to the forefront. So Susie, I would love you to tell um, those that are listening a bit more about you and and how you help clients. I would also love you to add in a little bit about one thing I loved when I was working with you was the visualization and that manifesting, which is so different to, I think, a lot of publicists. So, yeah, over to you. <laughs> sure. Thank you, Vanessa. Oh, it's such an honor to be invited to speak with you in this way. Yeah, so I am the founder of Well Spirited PR. I've worked in PR for around 20 years. So I'd like to say I know what I'm doing. I have been on like my own journey with the same career, which has been really interesting. I started off working on the Dover Women campaign. I've worked on the Olympics. I've worked on anything like Whirlpool dishwashers. And then I started going more into sort of more alternative world with my own health problems. And um, I started exploring that side of things and cutting a long story short, essentially in 2016, whilst Spirit of PR was born and I decided to go and do my own thing, supporting people, brands and businesses that were essentially a source of information, doing things in the world that I felt that weren't being um, talked about enough in the press. And so... Fast forward to today, I have worked with clients all over the world, getting anything from business coaches through to ethical clothing brands, through to vegan food brands, through to yoga teachers, getting them mentioned in the likes of Forbes, through to Red Magazine, through to getting them on CNBC, through to getting them mentioned in Women's Health, getting them on TV, shows like BBC World, blogs, podcasts, all of that lot. And I don't just do it for you. I teach it. And that's actually one of my passions. And I'm currently based in Cornwall in the UK. But when we were working together, I was, I think I was in New York and I was in Bali. Yeah. That's a little bit about me, I think. <laughs> yeah. And I think just like really letting that sink in. I think you you just say it so quickly and so but just to actually Susie is really incredible at getting oh, conscious, you. brilliant women into the press and being seen in a bigger way. And I remember um I was really fortunate to meet Susie in person when I was staying in Bali. 
Um, and we were actually about to do a Facebook Live um, yeah. around being seen in a bigger way. And I remember we were so nervous. We were so nervous mm-hmm. of doing this live that it never never happened. So I've got goosebumps everywhere. So I'm just so excited to have this conversation um, because I know we've gone through and we'll speak a bit more about this later on, but we've both been through a journey of being afraid of speaking our truth, being afraid. And even I think when we were speaking about it, we were actually, we were afraid. And only now, like we started to step into our truth. So Maybe, yeah, what do you have to say about that? And and I think it's a big thing when people come to you around publicity and they're like, I don't want to be seen a big way, like my story's not big enough. So what would you say to somebody? (laughs) Sure. First off, I would say that we teach what we often need to learn. So I think there's no coincidences in the fact this was something that came up for us. And it and also I'll also add that doesn't mean that we're not amazing at our jobs. It just means that we might be better at cheering other people on sometimes than ourselves, which is one of the reasons why people come to me. Like I have, in fact, this morning I had a conversation with somebody who is a publicist who needed help from me with her own book coming out. And because we, I think it's been quite natural about promoting yourself and you don't see what the other person sees. And something that I definitely, the number one thing that I think really helps clients get themselves out of feeling embarrassed about talking about themselves, feeling ashamed is remembering it's not about you. That and I say that with love every time. But essentially, it, when people read about you in the magazines or yeah, or on TV or anything like that, they're connecting with your story. They're connecting with what you've got to give them. They're not connecting with you, and they'll just remember your name and they might think you're really cool or uh, whatever they think. But it's not that, and that is like the number one thing I always say to um, every client, and I often um. <laughs> like uh, every fact comes to me with that I think the other thing as well is really thinking about it being something that doesn't happen overnight so I get a lot of clients come to me like oh my god am I gonna end up like really famous and am I gonna have the press at my door and it's you know what like as much as in a way I would love that for you I've never in my time seen I have seen that once happen um where somebody was on a national tv um and their phone just wouldn't stop ringing but I was there to help them and I took it off them. But essentially, it doesn't happen overnight. And PR is, a, is, is it's not a sprint. It's, it's a marathon, essentially. And I think really remembering, and everybody I work with works essentially in a heart-based business. And I don't know a better word for that. So really, you're about being a bit, being of service. So just remembering that sharing your story, sharing your products is of service. And I know you talk about that a lot, Vanessa, in your work around selling is of service. So that would be a really big thing that I would say. Um, I think also the other thing to remember and something that I get a lot with clients is the shame around getting help with it as well. And oh my God, I'm so ego driven. And it's, do you feel like ashamed that you have a coach? Do you, do you feel ashamed you have an accountant? And, and it's really remembering it's okay to ask for help. And all these people that you see on social media who have these like as seen in, they've got all the different labels hanging off their name and you're thinking, oh, I might as well just give up now. I'm never going to get in those publications. And and where do you think they started? Like yeah. They started with getting help, most of them. And if they didn't start with getting help, there's generally been some luck either way. Like they didn't know... It, 
that idea that, oh, they're not calling me up, I shouldn't bother. Mm. I would say if that's just a fantasy, that's like sitting there watching Netflix, eating chocolate, wondering why a six-figure client isn't calling you up. Like, it's just as mad as that. Yeah, I think that answers your question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So really just owning that, owning your truth, but then saying it's not actually about me. It's about this message that I'm meant to be sharing in the world and how many more people you can impact when you are in major publications and how much you can shift and change when you share your story. Um, and I think that is something that you really helped me with seeing parts of my story that maybe I couldn't see or that I had disowned or and a big part is actually around the selling side of things, the selling um, and being fired for my recruitment job. And you were really amazing at saying your story is enough. Like it's more than enough and your story can help and support somebody that's on that journey. Tell me a little bit more about, yeah, like how you help people see their story and really capture it in a way that is not only, um, helping them speak their truth, but also that it's impacting so many other people. Sure. So I, this morning, actually had an experience of doing that for somebody. I may as well use that. So first off, what I do is I will um, sit down and I will listen to your story and I will ask you loads of probing questions and it'll be anything from who did you want to be when you were growing up through to what was your relationship like with your parents? And you've been through this with me, Vanessa, and you'll be like, why is she asking me these questions? This just does not make sense. Is she going to sell this to the media? And, and what I'm doing essentially is I am, because I would say that I'm almost being a bit of a media detective. Like I can tell what the media you want to hear. The other thing is, is that, for example, there is no coincidences in your story. And I help to essentially bring clients to see that. So for example, I had a client this morning, she used to be um, a radio presenter and uh, she no longer works in radio and she couldn't really see her role in that role. Um, to the point of it, now that she's writing a spiritual book and she'd interviewed people like Michael George, Kylie Minogue and all these other people. And I was like, and she'd written her own biography and not mention any of this and I was like that needs to go right at the top like that is the bit that people need to hear and because our story it's our life like we don't necessarily think it's that interesting just as I probably would need help to pull my own story out so that essentially is the process and then I essentially get you to tell me I don't know like who your ideal client is and then we'll go into it so often I can tell who your ideal client is because it's it is you really because generally like create businesses because of a problem we had in our life or a gap that we wish for something that we needed in that sense like your story is everything they need to hear Mm-hmm. I had somebody else I was um, speaking to the other week and she was saying, oh, but I don't have this like major breakdown story or, or even celebrity story or anything like that. And I was like, great, your ideal client doesn't either. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and, and it's really, and something I've noticed is that this work is great for our PR and getting out into the media. I'll give you a really good example. Um, I had somebody who I worked with and she was homeless before she became a successful business coach. And she didn't want to talk about that. And this is a really common trait. People want to talk 
about what they're good at. Mm. No one's interested in what you're good at. And, and I, I, again, with all the love in the world, like we can all say we're great business coaches, we're great yoga teachers, great designers, great, I don't know, publicists and stuff, but I'm not going to buy from that story. Like, and um, I'm not going to connect with that story. That's just a byproduct. And, uh, and so I said, look, we're really struggling with coverage because people don't want to write about what a great business coach from this amazing intellectual process that you use. And so I said, look, let me just tell your real story, please. And we got her on BBC World News. I'm in The Guardian within a week. And I was like, wow. just let me meddle with this. Like, and, um, and it's so much fun, but it is, it's part of that process of releasing and allowing help in. And there is an element of, of allowing yourself to be vulnerable as well. And, um, and when I work with clients, that is something that I'm doing a little bit of detective work on because some clients aren't ready for that. And as a result of that, sometimes I will say, come back when you're ready. And again, that would love because it can be traumatizing, like putting yourself out there when you're already feeling I'll share like back in 2018 when I'd seemingly had the best year of my life on Instagram may I add and then I didn't I wanted to hide that was not a time for me to talk about my story and I no matter I could have had the best publicist in the world I just wasn't ready for it but now yeah and now I feel differently. So of course I'm attracting people who need less support in that side of things. People, and this is partly through the work we've been doing together, Vanessa, but I'm attracting people now who have almost been on that journey, already done a bit of sort of self-development as such. Because the big mission of my work, essentially doing well-spirited PR is sharing stories. Like with everything that's gone on recently with like Black Lives Matter, we've had all the politics going on. Jesus, 2020, that's all you need to know. Um, <laughs> yeah. right? and, and so for me, it's about getting your story out there and getting you seen in, in a way that um, other publicists or other media aren't necessarily talking about. And that's my ultimate passion. So whether you are selling footwear through to skincare, through to business coaching, I will be wanting to share your story because that I think is what changes the world and changes people's lives. Yeah, 100%. I truly believe that. And that shadow messaging and that part of you that you're suppressing and you're shoving down, that really is where the gems lie. And where if you start sharing that messaging on a in a bigger way, you can impact so many more lives from just your story, just sharing you and the things that you've been through. And I think this is a really great um, segue into our story. (laughs) And we experienced um, 2018. So both of us, it was very much a similar sort of time, September 2018. Um, And we both essentially burnt out, went into a space of, yeah, negativity, um, afraid to share our story, afraid to actually share anything, um, afraid to show up at all. Um, and I think there were so many beautiful, incredible lessons that we've both learned. Um, and I think one of the, the biggest things that really resonated with me when we were speaking a little bit before this is that part around like this obsession with money and really the ego and allowing your soul to kind of step in again 
So what do you feel was your biggest teachings? And if you want to share any more about what happened for you, please do that. And just, yeah, what the message is and what you feel the those that are watching really need to hear. Sure. So I, funnily enough, a plane just decided to fly by. Um, sorry about that. Um, yeah, so for September 2018, which is, by the way, I need to point out we're in September. It's literally two years ago, So, which is a huge coincidence. Yeah. So for me, my experience... Huge growth. I know. <laughs> who's, who I worked with once used to say, so is it a coincidence or is it God incidence? So September 2018, for me, was a tough time. I had the best year of my business, had been working, been in Australia, been in Bali, been in New York, had amazing coverage for clients, like people coming in at me left, right and centre, made six figures in my business. I really was like in in one sense going that way. But it but myself, I was going that way. And I looking back in retrospect, what was happening was is that I started off well through to PR essentially because I have an illness called Crohn's disease and I had got diagnosed with that essentially by reading the media. That's how powerful it is. I went to my doctor who said they thought I drank too much. They thought I they must I didn't eat enough, which by the way has never been a problem of mine. And and essentially they said that, that was the problem. And I read this article about a celebrity who did have Crohn's disease, and I was like, no, I really think it is. And I put the name into their mouth for the doctor, and they were like, oh, okay, let's do some tests around that. And then I did have it. And that's that as much as lots of other different things made me realise that people need to hear this stuff in the media. It's just so important. So that's my ultimate message it was a really big mission that has by the way did you notice I didn't talk about money in any of that my mission had nothing to do with money it, that was a byproduct sure I'm here to like create big impact so with that I expect to get paid for that yeah. so I can make an even bigger impact but that is not why I get out of bed even if I wasn't getting paid anything I would be doing this because this is what I'm here to do but what happened in 2018 was that all I heard about. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's not entirely true because I never stopped caring about my purpose. Yeah. But I noticed that I was getting really caught up with it. I was making decisions based on money. I was, I'd say I was talking about money too much personally, like when I really, what well, I don't think you shouldn't talk about money just to be clear, but I think it was becoming more the forefront of my work. Oh, I made this much. You could make this much rather than this was the impact we made. Look at how much has changed this person's business. Look how much has changed other people's lives, the ripple effects. And, and so that really got me down. But interestingly, I repelled money. Yeah. And I attracted the interesting thing. Yeah. Repelling money as a result of the obsession with money. And to the point that I just couldn't even make any money. And I was running out of money because I was, I, with that, I got obsessed with spending money as well. And, and so I found myself in a real financial rock bottom at the time, which I'm really grateful now. And, and yeah, and as well, I was creating a lot of drama, like a lot of drama because I was so anxious because I was so out of alignment. And I remember, and um, if you go onto my website now, you'll probably see an old photo that's, that's going to get dated soon of me with purple hair, which was fun and it had its place. But if I'm honest, that wasn't me. Like now my hair is its natural color. It's got blonde highlights. And I'm, I just tried to be somebody else. It was almost like I was doing research. I was like, how can I be the person that seems to be successful? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it drives you so far away from your truth and, and your soul and what your soul is here to do that you become 
all of the illusions of the body, the illusions of time, the illusions of the environment, and and so um, materialistic and and driven by that. Um, And I think just for those listening, obviously, the money is an incredible tool. It's an incredibly powerful tool. And I truly believe that the more money in the hands of really incredible conscious women um, in the world, they can do great things. We can impact and give back and we can, you know, do more of what we desire with ease. Um, But it's this obsession that causes that the soul and just this real dampening of what you are here to do. So if you were to say, what was your rock bottom, Susie? I think it's, I think it's good to maybe speak about that. And in terms of like your rock bottom, where you hit in that space, because this is also a part of like, when you don't listen, when, when you keep going on the path, um, for me, my rock bottom, yeah, it was suicidal thoughts. It was being afraid of everything, afraid of bathrooms, afraid of people, afraid of like literally everything. And I truly believe as part of my gift um, with burnout and everything was to actually really experience what it was like to um, be in that space of anxiety and depression and really have a understanding and an empathy for for Mm. others. And then to heal myself and to be this like, much better version of who I am. Um, mm. and obviously my work has deepened and, and really evolved um, in such a beautiful way. And I am in, in true inner peace. So what was your, yeah, what, what lessons did you learn from rock bottom? What did that look what, like for you? Sure. And something like, just as you were speaking, I will say I, it's been such, I'd say it's been a real gift to be part of your journey, Vanessa, because I've followed like how you've changed as part of that. And, and I'd say that I loved you before the rock bottom. And it's, it's one of those things that you don't really see there's anything wrong from the outside. And then you see the shift, you're like, oh, this version of Vanessa is different. And for me, I've feel that you've become a lot more softer and uh, yeah a lot happier and a lot more soulful in your work and that's just been a real gift to watch and um so I just wanted to celebrate that in you and and credit to all the work you've been doing which is yeah so for me I thank you and for me my rock bottom is similar like I couldn't get out of bed I couldn't even answer emails, which I have, re- I have regrets around. The pain is a good thing because it reminds you mm. never to go back there. And I was struggling to face up to anything. Yeah, I definitely had like, I'd gone to the sea. And so I kept thinking about just walking into the sea. I was like, I couldn't see a way out. And I was feeling suicidal, health problems. And it really got desperate, I have to say. And sometimes I think that it has to get desperate to really hear the lesson. Like there was a point when and I haven't said this publicly before but I'm okay saying because I don't I think again back to what we say at the beginning if I've been through this other people have been through this mm-hmm. so I got to the point where I was going to food banks mm-hmm. to get to get food and that for me it was like pure shame I was like I was going to food banks I kept thinking I was going to end up on the streets because I was very much living like in Airbnbs at the time which is by the way you must see this online as well people living these nomadic lifestyles and behind all that 
for me, it was chaos and uh, there wasn't any grounding there. So that's how it showed up to me. I realized that I'd become like addictive around money. So that was something that I had to go and get help for as well. And I will work on that for the rest of my life. That's how it manifested for me. And since then, I can say that I've got to know myself. I realized that I was, again, living out of alignment. I love travel, but living out of a bag was not actually very loving for me. And it's like taking too many financial risks. I definitely believe in like um, investing in yourself. But I think that there's some personal responsibility I learned around that. Like, you know, you can't give from an entity cup. You can't service your clients if you're wondering where your next meal is going to come from. You just can't. And so I think the other thing as well is getting like you're going to have a million pound year next year and you're lining things up for that. I'm lining up some amazing launches and relaunches next year and I'm getting my foundations in place. And I think that's really been a big lesson for me as well, that I was working without a foundation. For me, I that was my rock bottom. And now I can say two years later, like I'm due to get married in December and no, I live in... not even met Yeah. Uh, yeah, I know. So I'm going to get married and I hadn't even met him at that point. I actually met him two weeks later, which is bizarre. Yeah. And now I'm like, I've got to live in a cottage and I've got like a dog and my life is so much more at peace. And sure, like I want travel and, and I want all the big things I wanted before, but the way I was going about it was all wrong. Yeah. And that's the really key bit. Yeah. And the reality is you can't even enjoy those things if you're so in your head. Because I think our biggest, both of us, was very much like a lack of boundaries. Um, this complete yeah. lack of self-worth, not feeling good enough, this imposter syndrome. It was inner turmoil of I'm not good enough. I'm, I can't do this. And then it showed up in just this, these boundaries, these boundary issues, always being on, always being in our head, always, you know, trying to please our clients, always trying to, you know, over deliver with this deep seated void of not feeling good enough. And I think what's really, truly happened is this space of wholeness and this space of purpose and like soul driven businesses now. And this is beautiful. This is a beautiful season. So when we come into, you know, when you travel, you can actually slow down and, ah, you know, enjoy, (laughs) enjoy what's around you. Does that resonate with you as well? It's just that massively. Yeah. Like I think I was like trying to do it all at once and I didn't have any boundaries between what was a holiday, what was working, like what's weekend, what's on time. And and I'll say that for me, again, that's a journey of self-worth. It was like, I can't have all of this if I'm not on all the time. And that I think is a real message that gets like fed into us, particularly women, that we must be on all the time. If you're going to have a six figure business or a five figure business, it really doesn't matter whatever makes you happy, any business that you must be on all the time. You must have no boundaries. You must please your clients all the time. And the strange thing is, is that I've actually found I've got better results, better relationships, much more reliable income since I've been in this space of of energetic boundaries and yeah and balance I hate to use that word but it is like balance yeah I think doing doing human design with you has been Mm. huge when I think about what I've got out of working with you and being part of the society it has been doing human design that's been like the ultimate everything's come from that and Mm -hmm. I've just had so many oh my god moments and that's again that is a journey like aligning with that because I had a story of I don't have much energy yeah I'm a low energy 
person. Well, as a generator, so Susie is a generator. Yeah. Manifesting generator. Oh, you're a manifesting generator. Yeah. Ah, yeah. So you've got a lot of energy. Yeah. A lot. <laughs> yeah, let's dive right. into that. So yeah. Susie joined the Wild Bold and Free membership probably six weeks ago, didn't you? We had a call and, and you've had your human design readings. So yeah, what's your experience being lonely in the membership and, and the breakthroughs that you've experienced? Amazing. For me, I feel like I barely got started. And I think the human design thing's been incredible. I think you also work that session that we had together, which I got for signing up for 12 months or paying up front, should I say, it was totally worth it. Like we got, I got to take away the shame. I had a lot of shame when we first um, reconnected around how I'd been in my business. And I've come to realize that's the story. Actually, that's the thing that people want to buy from. But I think also being part of a community community of um, other entrepreneurs who are going through similar things, asking similar questions has been great. Some people come and everybody's at different levels when they're in, in there. And so it's been really nice being able to support each other through that as well and respect that. And there's not one thing in your business or in my business that I can't find training on in what you offer. It's just incredible value. I keep finding different things. The breath work. Oh my God. I remember like being blocked when we did the breath work. And the next day, I think I had an amazing new client call. The fact that I've started literally, and I realized this since we've been working together and I've been in society, I've started attracting clients that are working at the same level as me. So for me, that was a real block of mine. I was like, why am I always attracting people who are just starting out or never have the money? for PR and and that's okay but I was like that's not where I'm at and the last literally the last two weeks I've had conversations with people who are like either having a million pound year or they're having like they're already got a multiple six-figure business and that again is like about my energy management because it's exhausting like when somebody signs up for my like top back package and they can't really afford it that's been a big thing and I and I've only as I said I've only just got going I can't wait to see what's next but I feel really comfortable I've been really inspired by yourself as well you know I know that you're going to go and have your million pound year next year and it's really put a little seed in me around like okay so we're just coming back into business getting seen why don't we tidy the emails up now like why don't we prepare for success rather than before it was like let's just throw ourselves into success and then say which is what happened in 2018 yeah, it's like that foundation needed to be in place. And also that's really interesting in terms of getting your systems and foundations in place. And that's kind of root chakra stuff and seeing the money also come in from that and root and, and sacral. Um, and obviously your solar plexus really calling back your power. I think it's just been amazing to see the shifts. And obviously you've been doing the work and, and kind of creating that. I know you was, we were speaking about human design and being a manifesting generator and how important you know fun and energy and play there's actually a lot happening so what would you say is kind of been your biggest breakthroughs around yeah knowing your human design understanding your human design and the shifts that have taken place because of that yeah, my major one has been the energy piece because I live with an illness. So I've very much been like holding on to that as my identity. Like mm-hmm. I'm a sick person. Like mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of energy. All my sickness gets in the way. And I've also realized that's something that other people give me as well, uh, rather than it being the truth. Mm-hmm. And like family stuff. And I've now come to realize, wow, like I can have everything I want if I just 
manage my energy. And after this call, actually, I've already said I'm going to go for a lay down for half an hour because a manifesting generator works that high energy if she gives herself or he gives themselves um, space to restore that energy. Yeah. And I that's why now like living by the sea and stuff has been great for me because I get to go to the beach and then go and jump on a call. And I think that's been huge. It's removed some blocks. Yeah. Yeah. Like truly honoring yourself and honoring yourself first and creating those really firm boundaries, having a nap when you need to have a nap, going for a walk midday if that's what you desire to do and really breaking like getting rid of all those shoulds and have tos and musts and and kind of the rules because we are here as visionaries, as rule breakers, as coming from the future and, and coming with like different ideas to show other designs that anything is possible and that we can create anything in this world. And I think it's such a powerful remembering of your truth and who you are here to be um, or who you are already. <laughs> so it's a beautiful space and we've just loved having you there. And obviously it's just so amazing the work that you do in the world. And, and I can see it just expanding and, and flourishing now. One of the things we didn't cover in the interview, I was just thinking now was just your your visualization, your manifestation practices, which is very unique for you. Would you mind sharing? Um, yeah, because that really ties into the energy side, the manifestation, the, the visualization and bringing those beautiful masculine structures of how to get in the media, which you're amazing at, but then you also incorporate the visualization and energy and manifestation with your clients. And yeah, I know sure. I love talking about this. Yes. I was just thinking about like, I'll thank you for asking me. I'll certainly be launching a product around this at some point because it's very popular. So it's essentially my coverage manifesting method, which came about from me working in the agencies and like people who were like my bosses essentially saying, how the hell did you make that happen? And I, it wasn't until I got into this more sort of spiritual realm of life that I realized I was essentially manifesting because I would vision coverage and then it would make it happen. And that's what I do with clients. So for example, when you and I were working together, I was really clear on where you needed to be. And so I would buy all the publications and sign up to all the emails. So it was like Forbes, it was Red. We got you also in Financial Times. So all of those times of things that sign up and really them regularly, really visioning myself on those pages. And that's what I say to clients as well, whether you're working with me or not, or if you just want to play around with this, because essentially you can't manifest anything. And people, it can manifest cars, it can manifest husbands, it can manifest money, but they never think about coverage. Yeah. And that is the same thing. So get it on your vision board. Make sure you're signed up. Make sure you're reading those magazines. So there's a TV program in the UK called This Morning. And I had somebody today talk to me about that. And I said, when was the last time you watched it? Because she said, what story would you use? And I said, when was the last time you watched it? And she said, oh, I haven't watched it for ages. It's like, how do you think you're going to get on it if you're not in any way in alignment with it? Like, And so I was like, right, go online and watch some latest episodes of it. If there was one takeaway that I could give everybody today, do that and have some fun with it. Mm, I love it. And you actually, when you visited me in Bali, you bought this massive like collection of beautiful magazines. Um, and I remember I was actually taking, I took photos of me. Oh with yeah, I love that photo of you. You look so beautiful, then, like just adorning your future. <laughs> yeah, and it happened like pretty quickly. Actually, after taking that photo and me really getting into the vibration and the frequency of, of being featured there, 
and really seeing myself and what was going to be shared and all of that. And I think it's such a beautiful reminder that we can literally manifest anything, but we need the right support with it. (laughs) So, and that's a really, yeah, I just love that blend of spirituality and the blend of kind of the manifestation visualization with these incredible strategies for getting in the media and being seen in a big way. So I'm glad we did cover that because I think it's such a magical part of the work that you do and, and such a unique gift of yours. Now, anything else you want to add or also how we can get um, hold of you to connect and, and book in? Oh, thank you so much. Um, well, first off, like, thank you for inviting me to speak to you today and inviting me to be part of the society. And I really just I've really enjoyed it and it's just the beginning and you really have this incredible ability to see people's gifts like that so thank you if next year I'm going to be definitely launching loads of exciting things courses and masterminds but if I am still rolling sorry I think this year (laughs) (laughs) but either way there's some exciting things bubbling up on this side so if you want to be part of that I am looking particularly for women actually because that's who I really love working with look for some really talented women who want to be part of that so please you can find me um Susie Bartle that's probably my main account I have got well spirited PR if you go to wellspiritedpr.co that's it wellspiritedpr.co there's a contact me button there or if you contact just Susie Bartle on Facebook or Instagram you'll find me there and we can book in a chat and we can talk about how we could get you seen in the press or how I can help you in any way around that ask me any questions I love talking about this stuff so thank you. I'll put the details so that you can connect with Susie. Susie, thank you so much for being here today. And yeah, I'm so grateful. And I know we'll, we'll connect after this. Um, and if you're looking for somebody that can help you get into the media, and then you're also looking for that kind of spiritual conscious component as well, something that really gets your message and your story and and takes the time. I think that was such a big shift for me because it helped my business in terms of how I was expressing myself and how I was creating messaging. So not only will that help you get into the media, but it's also going to help how you speak to your audience on social media and online and and how you write your story, which is such a key component and something you're amazing at. So thank you so much. And I'll speak to you soon. Oh, thank you so much. And yeah, you deserve every success. You give so much to this community. And I'm really just honored to be here talking to you today. Beautiful. Thanks, Susie. Thanks for listening to Pay to Be Year. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. Your ratings and reviews help more people like you find our podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and share this episode with someone you think would love it. Until next time, I'm Vanessa Halleck. And remember, you get paid to be unapologetically you. Bye for now.